Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Prophetic Mantle Radio Show with your host, Apostle Rosalind Solomon. Every Tuesday, 7.30 to 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, come learn the mystery of God and be blessed in Jesus' name.
Good evening. Welcome to Prosthetic Mental Radio Show and this show is Apostle Roswell Solomon. Um, I hope you guys didn't wasn't didn't hear me sing because y'all weren't supposed to. I <laughs> I had decided to just sing while I was playing to God, but only God to hear. And I realized my phone wasn't on mute, so I put it on mute. So I was like, Oh, they didn't hear me. <laughs> so tonight's show will is about um, transfers of soul fragments. Um, your life now and your past life And like I said in the title This is not a new age teaching And the reason why I put that is because I know the new agers They talk about these things And like I was talking to daddy about it the last couple of days And this morning and I was like Father I was like why does these Why do these people like the Shamus They call them spiritual guides They call them angel guides Then you got the witches You know you got all these people right uh, the the Indian people over in India and people who's into chakras, which we do have in our body, because in my book notes on how to get to heaven, I did a small teaching about it with a prayer on how to make your wheels run right. You know, people back then thought I was New Age, right? So I said, I said, Daddy, Father, why do these people know this truth? You know, although it's mixed with lies, because there is the enemies in it. Why do they know this truth, and your children don't know this truth? And he said, my children die from lack of knowledge. And then he said to me, after darkness, truth is always hidden. I said, you know what, Daddy, that makes so much sense because behind darkness there's always truth because darkness tries to hide the truth. So these people who have opened themselves up to Satan, like the Shamu people, you know, all, all of what I just said, you know, they've opened themselves up to, 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 to the enemy, right? And they're swimming in some truth, but it's the demonic darkness that's covering the truth. So the father said to me, because of that, it, it, it scares away his children from learning the truth. And then I said to his father, I said, yeah, I said, if they're not experienced and they don't know what to look for and they don't know how to cover themselves, they can attract demons. They can open up portals and he said you're absolutely right i said so your your people need to be taught and he said that's why i'm raising you up and many others that you are teaching he said these things that you have been teaching my sheep all these years he said it's not just for all of you to keep not just for all of you to learn it's so that he can send who he chooses that listens to me and other people in the world who know these things, too, who might be preaching it, out into the field, into the harvest, into the church, and to bring them into the truth and remove the darkness so they can see the truth and teach it to them in a way where it's not opening up anybody's portals or opening anybody up to, to attacks. And I said, that makes perfect sense, Daddy, perfect sense. But not everybody in the church is going to be willing to listen or to accept these truths, you know, many will, and unfortunately, there may be many that won't. So the ones that do, those are the ones who are going to get delivered, get right, you know, not just with themselves, but with God. And the ones that don't want to, you know, hopefully before it's all said and done, you know, before their time is up here, they can get it right so they don't have to come back again. <laughs> because I'm starting to learn more and more and more, we are just reincarnated. I mean, some of us are like old as day. That's how many times you've been reincarnated. And if you have a birthmark on you, you definitely have been 
reincarnated, and wherever that birthmark is on you means that's where you were injured at in your pet in your life before this life. So I asked the father, I said, Daddy, I said, why do we come back with birthmarks from places we were injured at? And he said to me, those birthmarks come from that. That's how you how you died. So you know you you could have got shot and it, it shot in your leg and it, and it hit a major artery and you, and you died or you got stabbed in your leg or you got bit by a snake and um you didn't get to the hospital in time and you died or um I was watching this young man um it's called my children ghosts and my children and they were children who were, uh, were reborn uh, the the little boy died like four years previously. Um, no, what happened was the brother, the man died himself four years freely in India, and he was crushed by a bus on his right side. So he w- he was born four years later as a, a female in, in, from India, and she had, and it was proven, it was actual, it was factual. Like Google it on YouTube, these stories are very true. They're factual and they're actual. So the little girl, he was a girl now at twelve years old, and she remembered. Everything about the family, they knew it was him. They were kissing her and missing her and everything. I mean, she remembered everything and when when he was a he, right? So she pulled up her, her shirt just enough where you could see her huge birthmark right where her ribs got crushed. So then that got me thinking. I said, okay, Daddy, these birthmarks symbolize injury. And he said, yes. So most, more than likely, wherever you have a birthmark, no matter how small, how big it is, that's probably where you were injured at in your life before this one, and that might be the cause of why you died. And I, and, and, and Daddy was just really opening these things up to me, and I was like, wow, just wow. And I had to go and pray to a brother in the Lord who's an outstanding prophet. And I was like, um, I heard Daddy say yes, but I want to get confirmation. I was like, can you pray and ask Daddy, do he really want me to dive deep into this thing and tell these people these things that I'm learning? And then he came back and he said, yes, you have to teach them. They have to learn. He said because he, his, 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 the Lord's thing was we was only supposed to come here one time and learn our lesson and come to his bosom. But many haven't, and some have been, Created numerous amount of times And then I asked God I said okay that The Indian man He was a man And he came back As an Indian girl And I said When he was a man He was bound to the Buddhist And I said now She's born He he is a she now Born into a family of Buddhists I said why Did The spirit come back In a Buddhist family again I said God forbid she die She's going to come back again he said, no. He said, I'm going to use her to find my son. And when she finds my son and realizes he's been there the whole time, she's going to bring the whole family. I said, whoa. So that's why he put, brought her. And she came back four years later. So I said, God, I said, that's kind of fast. He said, in your time. He said, in my time, they could be in the abyss, they could be in the lower level for 50, 100 years, because my time, where I am, has no time. Time is suspended. So whereas you think she came back in four years, and in my realm, she could have been there for 100 years. And I was like, yeah, that makes absolute sense. So 
I'm going to go ahead and uh, start teaching y'all about the fragment. This is like a 54-page teaching that I got together, so I know I'm not going to finish this all, so I'll have to finish it when I come back on the radio um, in, uh, what is it, the second Tuesday in July. Okay, um, so here we go. Now, soul fragments. Can our soul fragments, okay, Father God, in the name of Shem Mashiach, I bind up the atmosphere and anything that would try to interfere with this teaching, trying to block this teaching from people, knowing it and receiving it, or going to you on their knees, praying and confirming it. And I thank you that the angels are around and protecting me, and I cancel out any retaliation against me for opening people up from their stupors in Yeshua's name. And I thank the Ruach for speaking to, through me in Yeshua's name. Okay, soul fragments. Can our soul fragmate due to emotional trauma as some people believe? Now, the soul doesn't fragment or carry emotional trauma with it after death. The soul has no imbalance because it is a spiritual energy. We as a soul do not carry with us any physical human energy such as the mental, emotional, or sexual fields. These types of energies are experienced very differently when a soul is absent of a physical body. Now, there are experiences that a soul will want to receive during a lifetime, and to get those experiences, they may be tra- they, there may be trauma that comes with it. But the reality is all of our imbalances that originate from this life can be healed. So any uh, fragments or uh, soul healing you need from this lifetime, you can get it while you're alive in this lifetime. Now, reincarnation is the process through which the soul is born into a physical body, dies and returns to the spirit form, only to be born again after a time in a new body. The cycle continues for thousands of years, with the soul gradually gaining wisdom and experience over the journey. Thus, reincarnation is a pathway that allows the human soul to continuously evolve. So God keeps allowing us to reincarnate until we can evolve to that plateau, to that level, until we get to his bosom. And until you learn your life lessons and your and the wisdom he needs you to learn and, and, and all these other things that we need to do, you will never make it to his bosom. You will keep getting reincarnated. Um, and, 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 and there's another thing. Like, you know, people, you know, I've seen this video today. Somebody brought it to my attention. This guy has like 50 videos saying the rapture is June 21st. And I'm like, Daddy, he's a false prophet. And and I'm reading the comments just to see what people say. Instead of them saying, you know, you're not telling the truth because you're not lining up with the word, everybody's like believing him and thankful that they're out of here. And I'm like, Daddy, they are so delusional. They don't even know the truth. They they don't even know your word. Even your word is even. You can read the word right now, Revelation to Daniel, and you know he's not coming June twenty first. Some of us have. Some of you listening to me and me have got prophecy for for the next five and ten years. You know what I'm saying? I had a vision of twenty forty nine. You know. Any Christ haven't even rose yet. And these people believe this. And they're going to be so hurt and so sharp when they find out that they can still be reincarnated. Yes, we're in end days. And people are dying fastly. And God is bringing people back fastly. Although they may have spent a lot of time where they, where they land in eternity, and our time is fast. And the Bible says for a thousand days down here is one day with the Lord. One day with the Lord. So somebody could be 
in the in the bitch wherever they at for ten thousand, twenty thousand years. But that's twenty days in God's time, and they can come back in a year or two. One little boy, he got reincarnated two years later. So it's like it's so vast with God. It's just unimaginable, and these people just so delusional and so lost, and it it hurts your heart to see people like this. They don't even know who they are. They don't even know they've been here. Who knows how many times. Now, think of reincarnation as the crashing of waves again and again against the shore. True to the brevity of existence, the binary surge that intermingles with the sand gets a brief reprise on the land before the undertow draws it back into open waters. This eternal to and from is how the sea, the body, and the soul breathes. Reincarnation represents the cycle of life. It's like a, a, a life cycle that we are going through. Okay, now, giveaways. Now, we humans have been known to fragment giving away a soul fragment out of love to another. Every time you fall in love with women, you fall in love with a man, man fall in love with a woman. If you have a best friend, you love like a brother or you love like a sister or you have sister or brothers in the Lord and y'all like real like real sisters and brothers, the only thing that's separating it is you don't, you don't have the same blood, you know, or you have um, – a business, a partner, you know, you when you get into these kind of relationships, you're giving away a fragment of your soul, and they are giving a fragment of their soul. This is why when a man and a woman get married or a man and a woman have sex, God said they become one because part of their fragment soul goes into the woman and part of her fragment soul goes into the man. This is why some women and men cannot get over relationships. They will marry somebody else, be with somebody else, but still have love for that other person. They will even cheat with their ex. And they got a new person in their life or a new wife or a new husband, but they will still cheat with their ex. Why? Because the ex is still holding the soul fragment, and he or she is still holding the soul fragment of the ex. So until they decide to let go and give each other's fragments back, they're going to keep having this, this triangle thing going on, okay? Um. This is why some people can't get over other people for years. A woman, husband dies, and she's she's like 35, and she's like 80 years old now. Never want to get married again because he took her fragments with him, and she did not pray to God to get them back. Because when you find somebody that's constantly grieving over a lost loved one, it's because that lost loved one, whether dead or alive, still has a fragment of the soul. And people aren't taught in this world, nor in the church, that you have to go to God and pray and ask God to help you get those fragments back. Now, we have also unspeculately given away fragments to another person in control, like your spouses, your doctor, your teacher, your boss, children. It could be military. It could be religious heads, best friends, you name it, business partners. Now, this part is called takers. Some soul fragments have been taken by another. They usually take soul fragments from those whom they deem to be weaker and are often taken to control the person, usually through fear, intimidation, and bullying. A bully takes a fragment from, from like another child is being bullied by another child. That bully has actually taken a fragment from that child because that child fears him. And the bully himself, somebody has taken his or her fragment that made them the bully that they are because really bullies are really weak. 
a bully, when somebody's a bully, you can best believe there is great weakness within their depths of their soul. They feel they have to be a bully and be intimidated to keep you on the offense, to keep you from getting too close to finding out they're really weak. Now, there are also takers who still because they aren't sure how to get their own soul fragments back. This is not usually a conscious act, but a harmful nonetheless. So this is how witches are able to cast a spell on a man and steal him from the wife. She casts the spell. The demon comes. If there's an opening in the man, the demon comes. He gets in the soul. He fragments it. Particles of the fragment of the soul goes to the witch's hand. She can bottle it. She can put it in a shell and bury it, whatever she does with it. And she will have full control over him, and he will leave his wife and children and come to her. And it can even go as far as him divorcing his entire family, not having nothing to do with the children, his parents or nothing, and just succumb to her because she has fragments of his soul locked up in a prison somewhere in the spiritual room. Now, there are also takers who still, because they aren't sure how to get their own soul, like I said. So these people who are takers who who need fragments for their own soul, this is like uh, demonic, occultic. So like you have occultic people, it's like this. If they want, if you if you got a kid that's real, real smart, and, and their and they kid has got a dumb spirit, and they can cast a spell on that child of yours and take their smarts from them, you know, and give it to the children and then transfer the dumb spirit that their kid had to to your kid. So they could do the same thing with fragments. If your soul is healthy and their soul is not healthy and they're missing fragments and they can't get it back because they're dealing with the devil, they can cast a spell and, and send a demon to break up your soul fragments and take some from you. You can have special gifts that they want that they don't have because you got to understand your gifts lie in your soul, your gifts lie in your spirit, your gift lies in your heart, and your gift lies in your conscious, self-conscious, and conscious mind because you need all of those things to function. So your gifts are divided in all those areas. So they can go and fragment your soul and, and take your gift. It's like... It's like a person who leaves God. They still have their gifts. They still preach and prophesy, but they don't have any oil of God. The divination oil comes in or the demonic oil comes in. So they're operating out of their gifts, out of their heart. They're not operating out of the spirit of God. They're operating out of the heart because, remember, the enemy is the flesh, okay? Satan is the flesh, and his kingdom is the flesh. So if you don't have oil of God in you, that means you don't have the spirit of God in you. That means your candle is not lit. The Ruach dish is nowhere to be found, and your shoe is nowhere around neither. So you adapt the demonic oil, which is a demonic anointing. So you're operating through your gifts, through your heart and soul instead of your spirit. You're operating through your heart, your soul, and your mind because the soul, although it's not fleshy, but that is the only one way they can get in. They come out seven ways, but only could come in one way, and that's through your soul. So your soul, your mind, your heart are operating in the gifts that God gave you, but they're operating in the flesh because God is nowhere around and there's no oil there. So this is how people are still able to operate. And then these demons come, like divination demons, lying demons, religious demons, demons with false doctrine mixed with truth and lies. 
So now, uh, there are also takers who still are, <laughs> read that part. Okay, past five. Not all soul fragments were lost in this lifetime that we live in. Many of our fragments could have been lost in past lives. So this is why some people, a man could have, um, um, a woman could have been a man in her past life before this one. And her fragments follows her from her past life to here. And her soul and maybe her spirit may not want to give up what she once was. So her fragments will weave in with the soul she has in this lifetime, and she'll want to be a man. She'll want to suppress her breasts. She'll want to work out. She'll want to grow beard. She'll want to keep her hair short. she want to act like a man. Because you got some women, they act just like a man, look just like a man. It's just astonishing. You can't even tell the difference no more these days. And then, and you look at them and you say, why does she want to be a man? Why does she want to look like a man? Why does she want to have surgery to get a, a man's endowment? Because in her past life she was a man, and she has fragments of that. A man who wants to be a woman, finer than a woman, got a better body than a woman. You go to the Philippines, you won't be able to tell them men. You will not be able to tell them women men because they, they look that beautiful. And that's because they were a woman in their last life, and their soul does not want to release the fragments of the past life. So technically, they are born that way, but not in the way that we're taught by science. See, when they leave the bosom of God, you know, the, the governmental seat where they go over their errors and stains and so forth with God and promise to come back and do better and do right, they leave God as a spirit going down the light tunnel, you know, coming into whatever womb God has sent them to go in. They 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 straight as the boy. You know, they, 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 they don't know if they're going to become a girl or a boy, but they don't have that in them. They, like, let's say if they become a boy, they're, they, they're not saying to themselves, okay, if I be a boy, and I'm, I'm going to act like a girl because I was a girl, or if they was a girl, and if I be a boy, I'm going to act. No, they don't, that's not even in their conscience when they come. It's when they get in the womb. And that fragment from the past life doesn't want to let them go. And, and maybe the spirit doesn't want to let go of the past life, so they will carry it. And then here you have a homosexual. So they are kind of technically born that way, but it's not God. Like, God did not create them that way. See, that's what the scientists are trying to say. God did not create them that way. God did not create our spirits to become a man and then want to be a woman or to become a woman and then want to be a man. Okay, so this is why you have homosexuals and lesbians, and then you got bisexuals because they trapped between two lives. Because one life they could have been a girl, and the life before that they could have been a boy. So they got fragments from both lives. Because see, many people who die, like God explained to me, many people who die and they go where they go, and then they go back to Him to His governmental bench, and they come back. They, they, some of them don't come back whole. This is why they 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 use these shamu men and shamu women, angel gods and spiritual gods, or hypnosis, and they, and these people will actually go back in their past. And find out what what they did. Like some people die with unfinished business. If you're 17 and you die, you die before your time. You die with unfinished business. Some people die and they were so in love with whoever they was with, the soul fragments frags, fragments from that, and they don't want to let go of that love for that person, or they don't want to let go of the money. Some people die attached to the earth, attached to the world, so they bring these fragments back. 
And I'm like, Daddy, this is just too vast for me. But, you know, uh, when he was explaining these things to me, it made perfect sense because I kept saying I didn't understand why a man want to be a woman, why a woman want to be a man. I just couldn't get it. I, I just could not get it. And then when I realized and he told me, I was like, so, Daddy, technically they, they are born that way from the womb because once they get in the womb, that's when the fragmentations happen because the enemy got a lot to do with that too. Now, they do still have homosexual demons and lesbian demons in them. That's what's bringing it about because if you look at some men, they twist harder than we do. Women, we twist, but we don't twist as hard as some of these gay men. I'm sorry. And these gay women walk more broader than the men. Y'all know I'm telling the truth. So those are demons helping it along and pushing it along. And if those people die that way, they're going to go to the abyss for whatever time they're there, and they're just going to be have to be reincarnated all over again, you know, because God doesn't want to lose any spirits. But it says in the Bible, the wicked will burn with the principality. Those are witches and stuff. They're they going to burn. If they die that way and don't come to God, they're going to burn. They're going to be in the furnace. you got people in the abyss right now that has never, ever been re- reincarnated because Daddy told me that. Daddy told me that. And in the Bible, it says the wicked will burn with the principalities in the furnace. So he letting you know if you die wicked that way, like a witch, See, if you die a homosexual, a lesbian, or something like that, or a murderer, you know, you're going to go to the bitch, you're going to do your time, your wilderness, you're going to go back to God and get reincarnated. But if you die as a witch, you ain't coming back because the word says so. So now, now, if you a witch and you repent, come to God before you die, and, and you don't make it to his bosom, he's going to let you come back. But if you die as a witch with no repentance, you burning in the furnace, just like it says in the Bible. Now, the beginning self-retrieval. For those who are able to see and sense, scan energy, you can scan self to see if you find any voice within your own life, own being, and own energy and soul. They often look, feel like holes filled with something that is not part of your energy, may appear to be filled with blackness and black energy. Like you have some people, they'll say to you, I, I I feel like I'm from another planet. I, I feel I feel like I don't belong here. I feel like I've come from somewhere else. They they're telling you that they their spirit is you know coming out with some truth because what they basically saying is they they know they've been somewhere else before. They know they've lived somewhere else before and they're not supposed to be there. But they don't know the full full truth of what they're saying. It's just their spirit coming out a little bit. So now we have like these energy shields that could get messed up. We have clean, we have um, cleaning voids and black filters to our souls that could get messed up. And then um, if you don't retrieve your fragments back, you'll never be whole. And then if you can continue to keep fragments from your past life, you're never going to be whole in this life. And if you die and go where you go, you're going to be reincarnated again. So now, look at circumstances and reasons for fragment loss or giveaway. If a fragment soul is in another possession, visualize and take with that other individual and explain that you've come to take back your soul and fragments. If they refuse, call on God. So, like, spiritually, let's say all your ex-boyfriends or all your ex-girlfriends, right, now you know something you never knew before, that they all probably got a fragment of your soul. Because if you never... Went in the spirit room with God's help to get these fragments back from your ex-boyfriends, ex-girlfriends, ex-husbands, uh, ex-fiancés uh, and fiances and ex-wives. Chances are they still have that fragment. They still have it. Like when you marry and, and, and 
you get divorced or you break up, you become best. Some people become best friends with their exes, right? Best friends. And it interferes with their marriage. And then they don't want to give up that friendship with the ex, and they'll use the kids as an excuse. And it'll interfere with the marriage. That's because fragments need to be given back to one another so that you can let go. If somebody's your ex, they're your ex for a reason. <laughs> and then if you have a new spouse or new future spouse, and it's intruding on that relationship and you don't care about it, that means fragments are still there that needs to be called back. So you call on God. So like like spiritually you in the spirit room you go to God and then and then he you say, God, where's my fragments at? Does so and so still have my fragments? Does all the men and women I've ever been with still have a fragment? And if he say yes or he'll tell you who like like I had a vision the other night of an ex boyfriend that I haven't been with in like fourteen, fifteen years. And in, and in the vision, he was being really mean to me. And then I was so sad, right? So I woke up and I was like, Daddy, why am I dreaming this? I said, he used to treat me like that. He would just get in his mood and be so mean to me, and it would make me so sad. I said, so why am I visioning this? And he told me, he said, you have a fragment that's missing that he still has. And then he said, and deep in the recesses of your heart, you have not forgiven him for everything. And I said, but, Daddy, I thought I forgave him. And then Daddy was like, didn't you ask me to go into the recesses of your heart and soul and show you what's in there that you don't know that's in there? I said, yes. And he said, this is what's in there. So I had to forgive him before, because it, it brought back memories because he would be so mean sometimes, for just out of the blue. And it would make me so sad. Right? And so it took me back there. And then I had to forgive him. I was like, I didn't even know that I still had unforgiveness for him. So I had to forgive him. And then I had to ask God to get my fragment back from him and what fragment I have of him take from me and give it back to him. But I asked God to clean it with the blood of Yeshua and the fire of the Holy Spirit and make it new and remove any hooks, feathers, irons, anything that the enemy and the demons have put in it so that it won't be a fractured fragment. And he did it. He did it because after it was all over with, I felt so much better and I felt relief. So you really should pray and ask God to go into the recesses of your heart and the recesses of your soul and bring out to your memory, whether through a dream or he talking to you or praying or through a prophet or whatever, um, what is locked inside of the recesses of your heart and soul that you need to forgive and what fragments, who has your fragments because this is why sometimes people keep going around in the same circle over and over again. You know, same things keep happening to them over and over again. And, and you and you be like, God, why does this keep happening to me? Why do I keep going through this? Because there's a fragment missing somewhere. There's a fragment. There's a little black hole. Because when you have fragments missing, you have black holes in your soul. And that black hole has to be filled. So if you keep going around in circles with certain things in your life, but you keep attracting the same kind of men, the same kind of women, the same kind of friends, and they always keep hurting you, it's because there are fragments missing and there's a black hole where it's missing and it needs to be full. It's, until it's filled back.
back up with that missing fragment, you're going to keep going around in circles. You're going to keep attracting the same deadbeat guys, same deadbeat girls, same deadbeat friends. People who can't get off of drugs, been on drugs for 20, 30 years, they got many fragments missing because of the drugs. And this is why they can't get clean, because they're missing the fragments. They have to get it back. They have to be whole. You know, this is why some people, they go to these uh, what are you, drug clinics, and they be there for, what, six months to a year, right? And they come out clean. Why? Because most of these drug clinics have Bibles. Most of these drug clinics, even the rich people, where they go, got Bibles, and they, they got churches in them, and they talk to them about God, and then they learn about God, and they start reading the Word, and then they fragments start coming back to them because they came to God, and they come out, and they stay clean for life. Then some stay clean for five, ten years, and then they souls get refragmented again because they go back to the same fragment souls that they used to get high with. When you get high with people, they got your fragments, you got theirs. That's why when people do drugs, they so close. You know, they like they like um, Bonnie and Clyde. You can't separate them. They so close. They will do anything for each other to get high. When one gets something, they're going to make sure the other one got it. That's because they got each other's soul fragments through doing drugs. They open themselves up. And the demons is there. So now... Um, you call on God to retrieve your fragments from the from other people that you've been with in life. You ask God to clean and bless your fragment and then be reintegrated with your self-soul fragment, requesting the fragment be brought up to your current frequency. See, this is another thing. We are, are energy beings. We are genetically energy beings because our God is an energy. He is a, 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 a supreme being, a supreme force. He is a magnetic God. <laughs> so we are just like him. So we have these things. And, and I'm going to prove it to you that we're made of energy because it's no way that Yeshua could come in your visions and take you to heaven. Some of y'all have been to heaven. I know you have, just like I have. So if you weren't made of energy, you would not, your spirit would not be able to be lifted out of your body and be caught up going to heaven. It wouldn't. You would if you were a prophet, you would not be able to be in in, in another rim. Prophets have dreams all the time. And they're in different rims. They're in different parallels. Sometimes God will take you to a different world. How do you think we see the future? Because listen, this life we live in is a matrix. It's like a movie that just hasn't finished yet. It hasn't finished yet. So how do you think a prophet could, like, like I, like I told y'all a couple of weeks ago, God said there was going to be a famous rapper that that was going to be killed, and it was going to be, a, it, 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 it was going to look like a regular murder, but it was a sacrifice. And this young rapper, I forget his name from Florida, somebody sent me the video yesterday. He made one point something billion dollars already. Okay, mad famous, twenty years old, but had a rap sheet as long as his body. Okay, and they killed him. The cops killed him. God said he would be murdered, and it would look like that, but it was really a sacrifice, and it happened. I told you at the beginning of the year, Japan was going to have a big earthquake, and they had one yesterday. I told you Michigan, Colorado was going to have floods, and I said Michigan was going to have a serious destructional event. Look at the floods they have. How can I see these things? Because God allows my eyes in the spirit realm to see the future. So what does that tell you? If prophets can see the future, like all the prophets in the Bible saw everything that's happening now, how could they see that? Because it's already been done. Our time just not just has not, like when the prophets in the Bible saw it, 
God was showing that it had already been done, but they had their time frame had not caught up to it. When Satan took uh, Yeshua up on the mount and showed him the governmental system Babylon, it was already there, but Yeshua's timeline had just not caught up to it. So we are living in a matrix. It's like a movie, and all of heaven is watching it. And this is why God is accelerating time because it's just like a like like Xfinity cable. They give you these remotes now that you can fast forward some live stuff and you can fast forward all things that have already played. That's what God is doing. When he says I'm accelerating time, what he's doing is he's just speeding up the Matrix movie. He's just speeding our time up. I mean, how can you see the future if the future's not already there? How can God tell you an earthquake is coming if it has not already happened? God tells us in his Bible, everything must happen in the spirit before it happens on the earth. So the, the earthquake, the floods, the young man getting shot had already happened. And our time frame caught up to it, and it manifested in the matrix. This is why they were able to take the lamb and put the word wolf in Isaiah 6, because it was changed spiritually. They blamed it on CERN. CERN ain't had nothing to do with that. God told us in the Bible they were going to change his word and take it out. We was just taught the wrong way. We was taught the natural way. We was taught that they're going to take our Bibles physically. No, they're just going to erase the word spiritually. You're going to pick up the Bible. Stuff's going to start being missing one day. And the Bible's just going to get shorter and shorter and shorter. And it's not going to be no words left. Because as soon as you open it up and the air hits it, it's going to manifest and change. You gotta understand something. God is spiritual. He don't deal in flesh. Satan does. God is spiritual. So we gotta take his word as being spiritual. Now, if a fragment so if if a fragment and you are not okay, some people are not ready to obtain their uh missing fragments. Some people can't handle getting their missing fragments back. Because they're not like even ready with God. They're not. They're not even close. They're not even you know with God. They're not even living right. So if your fragment was to come back to you, you would just refragment it again, and the enemy would just come and take it and, pr- and imprison it because you're not ready to handle it. So you have to be a totally sold out person to God. You have to be righteous to the best of your ability, and you have to be to the point where you're not sinning to the best of your ability. In order for, one second, y'all, please. In order for God to uh, reintegrate your fragment, or else it would be a waste of time because you'll mess yourself up even more if you're not right. So you would ask God to please keep the fragment. If you're not ready, you would say, God, and even now you can say it while you're praying about it. You can say, God, if you if you see that I'm not ready to integrate with my fragment, then I ask you to please keep it. That way I know it's safe. And when you know that I'm ready to handle that fragment and to bring it back, to it be integrated in my soul, then you bring it back and put it back in Yeshua's name. Because God will keep it protected and God will keep it safe for you. And he will bring it up to your current frequency until you are able to re re 
integrate with your soul. Cause, I mean, with your fragments, because some people just not ready. Because if you still got sin in you, it makes no sense for you to get all your your fragments back. Because you're gonna refragment even worse. And then sometimes some fragments are just gone, just lost. Satan just just did whatever with them, or they just been destroyed. You know, so God has to give you new fragments. He'll make new fragments, but he won't do it until your soul is ready to handle it because you're still living in sin. It, it makes no sense. So now, at this point, if you have been doing retrieval through the Lord praying, you know, it, it, it's it's also good if, you were, if you're in a, a Bible-based church, right? And even if they don't understand about the soul fragment, which the majority of churches don't, if you still get into a God-fearing Holy Spirit church, that helps with uh, putting your fragments back in place. Reading the Word of God helps to put your fragments back in place. Praying, speaking in tongues, praising the Lord helps to put your fragments back in place because these things strengthen your spirit and it strengthens your soul. And the, and the more you read the Word, the more you sing and praise God, the more you pray, the more you speak in tongues, the more you you go to a good Bible-based church or you find a good ministry online or the media or the radio where you can get fed from, God is slowly putting your fragments back together without you even knowing it. But then there's still fragments that only you can ask God to get back, which is ex-boyfriends, ex-girlfriends, ex-wives, ex-husbands, ex-lovers, like even a one-night stand, you gave away your fragment. This is why God said when a man and woman sleeps together, they become one, because you intertwine, intertwine each other's fragment. This is why God was able to take uh, one of Adam's ribs and pull Eve out of it, because the Ruach came from God's lions. So this is why Eve came from Adam's lions. And so Women come from men. Although we birthed out our mother's womb, when it first happened, the Ruach came from the Lord, and then Eve came, Chiwu, came from Adam. So, see, now women don't got to be born out of a man's rib no more because now God made us the life givers through, 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 through the mother of the living creations, which is Eve. But the Ruach is the mother of all things. And then Mary is the mother of the, um, well, how did God say it? The, the 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 reborn generation, because when uh, Yahshua died, right, and then he uh, resurrected, he was the first of the reborn generation. We are a reborn generation. Before he resurrected, nobody was being reincarnated because Satan had stopped it by getting Adam and Eve to fall. This is why they lived so long. See, you got to understand this. You got to catch this, people. You got to catch this church of God. They lived long in those days because they could not be reincarnated, and when they died, they would have to go to paradise, which is in hell, or if they were set for hell, they would go to the other part of hell, which is basically the abyss. Um, even the word Hades, hell really isn't Hades because there was a fallen god named Hades, okay? And he is one of the fallen gods that is over the the hell, you know, Satan ruling it, but he has many gods that's helping him. So there was a god named Hades, H-A-D-E-S, and he's part of the ruling of hell. So really, hell is called Shoel, or it's called uh, the abyss. Hell is a man-made word. It's in the Bible, but it's a man-made word. Where Hades is a man-made word, but it was also a fallen god. But God calls Shoel the abyss. And the word abyss is in the Bible as well as Shoel, okay? So um, so when you do all of those things, 
you get fragments back, but the ones that that come from relationships and stuff, you have to ask God to 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 go into the recesses of your soul and your heart and bring these memories back. Who still may have your fragments? Because some of your exes could have got saved and you don't know it, and they could have went through something like this, or or they could have went through deliverance and and and, and released your fragments, and they and it, and it didn't come back to you because you didn't call it back. So it's somewhere in in the parallel realms, or Satan got a hold to it, or somebody who needs fragments got a hold to it. So you'd have to go to God and say, God, who has my fragments? And if He shows you exes, you 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 deal with Him about that. If He show you your fragments got lost or taken by somebody else, then you say, God, can you give me fresh new fragments? Or if you find these fragments, can you clean them and 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 re regenerate them? Can you bring them up to my frequency level? And he'll do it. See, we are willful creatures. God has given us our own will. So there's just some things he's just not going to take it upon himself to do. You're going to have to ask him. He's going to lead you like how you listening to me now. You are learning this. So now you go to God. You're like, God, wow, I ain't know this. God, forgive me. I ain't know this. Lord, how would I ever find this out? They don't teach us this. And then we, we stay away from this stuff because they tell us it's new age and demonic. And it is purposely because Satan purposely is like a, a beautiful coconut cake. I love coconut cake. <laughs> it's so good on the inside, right? But then... Let's say somebody put chocolate frosting on top of it, right? And you're like, hold up. It don't have that white frosting with them coconut things on it. I ain't eating that. But the cake is still a coconut cake in the inside because it got coconut flavoring and it got coconut in it, but it just got a dark layer of another frosting that you aren't usually used to seeing. So you're not going to eat it because you're not used to seeing that chocolate frosting on it and you're going to miss out. So when we learn these things, we go, oh, that's demonic, that's occultic. No, it's not. They just put the layer on top of it so you would stay away from it because they know Christians ain't going to come near that. And I would not recommend any Christian to do the type of research I've been doing unless you are sure fit in the Lord and God is leading you to do it. And you pray and cover yourself while you're doing it so nothing can enter you. See, I won't recommend this to anybody unless the Lord tell you to do it. See, you're learning it from me, but I wouldn't recommend anybody do it on their own until they go to God and make sure God wants them to do it. I went to my brother, who is a fantastic prophet in the Lord, to get confirmation if I should do this. Okay, so now, um, it's important to fill the voids where your fragments are displaced. With, with God's white light, illuminating light. This keeps unwanted entities and spirits from entering through the previous void. So, see, this is how demons get in us. Even though we sin and we open the door, you don't just open the door, you fragment your soul. You put a black hole in your soul. And this is how they're able to enter in. See, demons can only enter in through a portal. God says they come in one way and leave another. So they can't enter into your heart unless they got through your soul. They can't get in your body unless they got got through the soul. They can't come like these nightmare demons can't come in and try to sexually assault you until there's a black hole where they can come through. See, it has to be an opening in the soul. And the soul has 19 chambers, 
And each chamber has one to four doorways, and sex has the most doorways. And then you got the gate, which the Ruach is supposed to keep. But if the Ruach's not there, then you got a strongman demon that's at that gate, and he letting everybody in. And they building houses and mansions up in that mug in you. You know, this is why people got schizophrenia. People got seven to ten different personalities. You got mind control, because what they do is they manipulate the soul. They fragment the soul. They put black holes in the soul so that a demon can enter and take that hold over so if you fragment a soul with mind control you can split and slice that soul it can have like 20 openings in it 20 black holes with 20 fragments missing and all fragments uh holes can be filled up by different personalities different spirits this is why people got schizophrenia because some people born that way because it's in their lineage it's a curse babies come retarded in the world God don't mean to do that, but it's, 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 it's a couple of reasons. God even told me when people is born blind, people is born quadriplegic, people is born deaf or mute, it's they're sowing what they, reaping what they sowed in their past lives. I was like, whoa, that makes so much sense because I could not understand why the Lord allowed people to come blind when his word says it ain't like that in heaven. And as it is in heaven, so it should be on earth. But yet people come in blind, they come in mute, they come in deaf, um, they come in where they need back surgery because their spine is jacked up. You know, um, they born with all kinds of diseases, born retarded, you know, cerebral palsy. It's because either they are reaping what they sowed in their last life or it is a curse in the bloodline because that bloodline is reaping what they sowed in the last life. And then also... When you repent for your ancestors, you don't just repent for the ancestors in this past life. You In this life, you repent for your ancestors in, the, in your past life. And I asked God, I said, God, I said, these people, they go, you know, to the abyss or wherever it is they go. They finish. They come to you. You you redo a contract with them. They go over their stains and errors. And I'm like, so why are, why are we still in trouble because of our ancestors that we're born into or from the past? He said, because your ancestors and you died without repenting. I was like, okay. <laughs> I was like, okay. And so, a, like, a lot of stuff from your past life will follow you. If you uh, have a fear of elevators, chances are your past life you had that phobia. If you... um. Fear being like raped or robbed and it's never happened to you, that's probably because it happened in your past life. And if you don't stop thinking that, you will you will energize it and bring it to yourself. Because, see, when you have fear of something, it's energy coming out of you. And, and, it, and it's a spirit that matches up with Satan's kingdom because that fear spirit was made from your flesh. God did not create the spirit of fear. Man did. So when, so when that fear is in you, that's coming out of your flesh. And the devil is a flesh smeller because he's owner of the flesh. He gets sniffed in the spirit room. And, okay, yeah, that one's fearing about being in the elevator. Okay, we're going we gonna, to we gonna lynch this. We're going to let him get in the elevator and it's going to get stuck. <laughs> okay? Because you giving out that energy because you are an energy being. So this is why when you have fear, you instantly got to go to God be like, God, you, I, I, I know I'm not supposed to fear, but I'm fearing it. I'm fearing Please help me not fear. Please deliver me. And he will do it for you because fear is the worst demon that we can have. Fear is the worst spirit you can have because God says he does not operate in the spirit of fear. That will push him back because you're not supposed to fear anything but him. And his fear is a fear in a reverence way, not 
of fear. Like, like God don't want us to see him like, oh, my God, if I don't do this, daddy going to kill me, you know, or he going to punish me. No. I mean, you could be punished, you know, but that's not how he wants you to look at him. He wants you to fear him in a reverent way. Fear him knowing he's your creator. He's the one that made you, okay? Honor me. I made you. Put no other God before me. Put no man before me. Obey me. That's the kind of fear that he wants to have. He don't want us to think, oh, my God, I sinned. I better hurry up and repent for, 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 for the devil kill me. You know how many times people who belong to God sin and God be like, Arr! no, you don't, devil. <laughs> They're going to repent. All right, you know what I mean? You, if, if we can even see how many times the devil tried to take us out, it would just, we would just grow hairs on our back. That, that daddy, you know, like a man could, could be a virgin for 15 years and mess up and sleep with a woman. Do you really think God going to let the devil kill him right away? No, he God going to give him some time to get right because God done invested all that dog on time in him. Look at Saul. Look at Saul. I mean, God let him live a minute. He still didn't get right. Look at King David. He could have took King David out. He killed Azariah. He killed Bathsheba's husband. That, that was death warrant for David, but he kept him alive. He took his son, but he kept him alive. Look at Solomon, 700 pagan wives, all them different... Pagan idol things he uh, built. God could have struck Solomon, but he let Solomon live. So Solomon can repent, but he didn't. And he didn't want to take the kingdom from Solomon's lions, but he had to. God is a patient God. He will hold things that he be like, hold up. Ooh, wait a minute. I'm giving him time to repent. I didn't invest all this time in him. You think I'm just going to let you come and wipe him out? Don't think so. Now, after, after a minute, after a while, you don't repent, then you're going to let the devil have you. Look at all these no-good pastors. That's right, they are no good. They're preaching, lying, just getting everybody money, $55 million jets, you name it. And they still here. Satan can't touch them until God say he can. Because he wants them too. They was once his. He wanted them to come back. So he's going to get them time. But when he's tired of waiting and striving, he goes, to never have him. Now, and another thing, and, 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 and a, a big key to getting deliverance is one of the commandments that Yah gave when he came, love your neighbors as you love thyself. Yes, sometimes it's extremely hard to love people. It's extremely hard to love your own family. Sometimes your own kids, you got to be like, God, help me find some love. You know, I'm just keeping it real with you. But that was the number one commandment Yah gave. Do you know love is the key to your deliverance? <laughs> love is the key. Some of us are still going through stuff because we have love in us, and we're very loving, but when it comes to certain people and certain things, we don't have love for them. Sometimes not having patience for people is, 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 is unloving. You know, sometimes constantly yelling at people and taking stuff out on people is unloving. Not wanting to be an obedient wife is unloving. Not wanting to be a loving husband is unloving. When you abuse your family members or friends, that's unloving. So the key to be delivered from everything is love. And first of all, many people don't even love their own self. They'll be like, I love myself. No, you don't. You, if you love yourself, you wouldn't allow yourself to keep, keep getting angry. Me, I used to be a person that didn't have patience. I was like a no-nonsense person. 
You cannot come to me with no nonsense. <laughs> and I was the type, if I'm going to tell you something, I'm going to tell you one or two times. If you don't get it, shame on you. Because I, I just didn't have any patience to sit there and, and do it, you know. But God, you know, had to sit me down and, and school me. And, and I had to literally ask him to help me to have patience for people, help me to love people. I had to ask him to help me not, you know, um, get bitterness toward ministry people because that's how bad it was getting with me, with these people trying to hurt me and walk all over me. I mean, people still take advantage of me. It was a, it was a guy in U.K. Asked me how much my books is. Didn't even tell me it was in the U.K. So I'm thinking in America, give them prices. He turns around and sends me what I told him, and then I go to PayPal and find out he's in the U.K. Now he follows me. So I know he has heard me the many times I said, if you overseas, the, uh, the, you have to let me know what country you in, and I will tell you, it's $65 from the U.K. Now, he knew it, and I went to God. I said, God, this man knew that he was in the U.K. He did not mention it to me, and he knew that he had to send me an extra $65, but all he sent me was $70 for, 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 for two books. I'm like, Daddy, see, this is what I'm talking about. Why is he trying to get home on me? Why? And then people think, they don't know, and he's in the ministry. He's an apostle. I'm like, God, come on now. He knows it is way expensive to send books. And you know what I did? Emailed him back, told him, nah, I ain't sending it too much money. And I sent it back to him. He wanted to lose the $7 because PayPal took fees. Wanted to lose the $7. Now, if you, if you, if you was an apostle and a man of God, you would be honest and say, you know what, apostle, I'm in the U.K. How much is it again? No, he didn't do that. Ain't saying nothing. Thinking, I'm just going to go ahead and chuck $65? I don't think so. Not going to do it. I wouldn't care if I was a millionaire. I'm not going to do it. Because I didn't gave out too much stuff as it is. And I send people stuff all the time and pay the postage. I'm not eating no $65. And, 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 that, and that hurts me to my heart that, that, that he would even try to take advantage of me like that. And this is what I go through in the ministry. So I would have to pray and ask God to keep me not no more because you know he's helped me, but I would have to ask God to help me, keep me from being bitter. Because these ministry people, you know, the sheets of God can make you very bitter. They can make you not even want to be around them. They can make you not even want to pray for them, not even want to talk to them, not even want to have anything to do with them. You don't want to keep your distance at all costs. That's how bad it is sometimes. And many of you who are in the ministry, you know I'm telling the truth. So I had to ask God to help me not be bitter with these people and help me to have patience with these people, understanding, and help me to pray. So after I talked to the Lord about the man in the U.K., then I turned around and prayed for him. I said, God, bring him to repentance because he knew he should have sent me more money. He was trying to take advantage of me, and he is in the ministry. I said, bring him to repentance, Father, because he done blocked his blessing trying to mess with a child of God like that. And then the saints wonder why they can't get blessed. Because you're trying to cheat other saints. <laughs> really. Now, like I said, ask God to bless your fragments, which has been brought to your currency frequency, bringing it back into you, sealed with the blood of Jesus. Jesus, Visualize God, God's light, God Yahweh, Father God's light, his white illuminated light, and sealing the fragments back into its rightful place, and forgive others who may have had your soul fragment. So, if somebody still has your soul fragment, like an ex-boyfriend or ex-girlfriend, that that means, like, you either still love them or you haven't forgiven them or you're bitter. And because 
you didn't know this information <laughs> that you had to get the, the fragment back. Like some of you listening to me could have been in a relationship and broke up, right? And here it is 15, 20 years later, and you still pining over that person. You still love them. And then some of you break up with people for five or ten years, and, and you still mess around with them but don't have no relationship. Or you could be married or with somebody else, and you still messing around with your ex. Fragments. They still got it, and you got to ask for it back. You got to ask for it back. And the only way you can do that is through God. Now, you must fill the void where your fragments are still displaced with God's white light, illuminated light. This keeps unwanted energies and entities and spirits from entering through that void. So this is why if you feel you're not ready for your fragments to come back to be re re regenerated to your frequency, then this is, you ask God to keep them and hold on to them, but also watch over your soul where the holes are so that nothing can get in. This is when the Ruach come in. You ask her to be the gatekeeper of your soul. Say, Mama Ru, Hakadish, Holy Spirit, please be the gatekeeper of my soul while my fragments are being filled back into me, be, being regenerated uh, re, re, in me up to my um, energy frequency, please protect my soul inward and outward so nothing can get in. And if anything that is in, Mama Rue, burn the root of it out of me and you shoot its name or do it however you want because sometimes you can't get delivered from demons because you still got black hole, and and daddy is guarding that soul, and the Holy Spirit is guarding that soul, and fixing that soul. But, so once the soul gets fixed and the black holes are filled, the demon has nothing to hold on to. See, the demon is sucking from your from your energy in your soul. All right, the demon is sucking from the holes in your soul. So once the fragments are replaced back and filled, it has no more legal right. It has no more energy to hold on to. So it has to be uprooted. It either come out on its own or it's gonna come out by force. Either way, this is why God say it comes in one way and leaves seven ways. Now, next you also need to return the fragments you may have to other people's souls, okay? So you ask God, you say, you say, hold on, i got to fix that. You ask the Lord, Father, Yahweh, that any fragments you have taken from anyone else, please be clean with the bloody Yeshua and bless and, and, brought, and bring brought back to their current frequency of when they are ready to regenerate and return to their original owner and asking God to protect those fragments so other entities won't get them and asking God to protect that person's soul if it's his will because you don't know how that person's living and asking God to and asking for forgiveness for having taken that person's fragment because, see, you're in violation. See, it's not, the, it's not the fornication that gets you in trouble. It's not the act of sex that gets you in trouble when you're not married or when you commit adultery. It's the fact that you took that other person's fragment you had no business taking, and then you let them take a fragment from you that you had no right to let them take from you because, for one, you ain't married or you committed adultery. If you singled, you married to God. So when you're out there fornicating, you're committing adultery. And you are legally trespassing against God, the Ruach and Yeshua, and your own self and your own soul because you just let somebody take a fragment. Then you took theirs. So you make them an adulterer just like you. 
So this is why you get in trouble and can wind up in the abyss if you don't repent or wind up with incubus and succubus because you done took a fragment from somebody you weren't supposed to and you allowed them to take one from you that they was not supposed to. If you sleep with somebody and you're not married, then that means you were not meant to be with that person, even if you engaged. Because back in the old days when you got engaged, you were married, but they didn't have sex, you know? So even if you engage and you be like, okay, that's my husband regardless, and you still have married, you still, you know, didn't get married in the eyes of God, and you fornicate, you legally trespass. So by you legally trespassing, taking somebody else's fragments, and then letting them take yours, that gives Satan and them rapists, demons, a right to come to you. And then they become your spouses in the spirit room because they're the owner of your soul now because you got a black hole where they can dwell. And they can come in and out and just do whatever they want to do with you until you get right and come to God. Repent and get that fragment back and give the fragment back to the person you took it from. So say this, Father, every person that I've ever sexually was involved with, I fantasized with, uh, if you did oral sex, that's definitely no, no, that's bestiality. <laughs> um, anal sex, bestiality. You know, that, that you've ever tongue kissed in a sensual, sexual way, anybody you ever fantasized about, any threesomes you ever did, any orgies you ever did, um, committing adultery with somebody else physically and committing it on God and the Holy Spirit, Yeshua, and you have taken other people's fragments, Father, say this, Father, please forgive me. And put all of those sins of perversion under the blood of Yeshua and any other sin that may come with them that I don't know about in Yeshua's name. And I ask you to clean those fragments with the blood and the fire of the Holy Spirit and, and bring them up to their frequencies and regenerate them back into the soul when you see fit to do it. And I ask you to protect their fragments so nothing and no one else can get a hold of them. And I ask you to cover their soul until it is fully fixed in Yeshua's name. And the same thing that I just asked for their soul, I asked for mine and my fragments to come back to me and for you to do the same thing for my fragments and me and protect my soul until my soul is whole again, Father God, with the blood of Yeshua Mashiach. And I thank you for forgiving me. And I also go all the way back in my lineage to Adam and Eve, on my mother and father's side, step-parent's side, in this life and in my past regression life, if any fragments is missing because of that. And I ask you to clean them with the blood, sanctify them with the fire of the Holy Spirit, bring them up to my frequency, and reintegrate them in my soul when you see fit as you protect and cover my soul. And I also ask you, Father, do the same for my children that I birthed because I know if my soul was fragmented, when I birthed them, it automatically gave Satan legal rights to fragment their soul. So I ask you to forgive me for that and for hurting them and, and making their lives not whole and put it under the blood of shoe, and I ask you to do the same thing for their souls as you as you have just done for my souls in Yeshua HaMashiach's name, and watch over their soul with the blood of Yeshua, and preserve them for your purpose and your time, Father, in Yeshua HaMashiach's name, King Jesus Christ of Nazareth, sealed and invoked in the blood of Yeshua. So what you have done is, you've just given back anybody's fragments that you have, and any of yours that's out there, God's going to bring them back. And if he can't get them back, he's going to give you new ones. And also your children's soul was fragmented when they were born because you were a fragmented soul. A fragmented soul gives birth to fragmented souls. A whole soul gives birth to whole souls. Okay? So 
even including your spouse, you know, you need to pray for your spouse. Anybody that's married, you need to get that he or she to pray what you just prayed so that they can get back fragments they don't own and get back fragments that they, they own too, you know, and then ask God to cover those black holes until he fills those fragments back up with the blood of Yeshua. Now, healing your soul from past life trauma. What happens when souls are traumatized by emotional, physical, or spiritual pain in their current life or past life? Excuse me. Do souls react to the effects of such events? How do you heal a broken soul? Like I have two books. I think is it on there? It's not both of them. One of them are on Amazon. One is called Body, Soul, and Spirit. It has like a soul-looking man on it. And I don't know if I have the other one. Oh, yeah, I think I do healing your ancestral core wounds, something like that. Yeah, so it's either two of them or one of them on Amazon. You put my name in Rosalind Holland Books and look through the ten pages. Those are very good books to read as far as healing your souls as well and fragments as well. And there's, a, no, I didn't republish that book yet. Okay, so I can't talk about that one. But um, so those are two books that you could look at on Amazon. Now, there are consequences to emotional, physical, and spiritual trauma that occurs in current life. However, past lives leave scars as well. Okay, your past life leaves scars on you as well. Past life pain also backwashes into current life, causing a repeat performance of negative energy. Okay, so like I said, if you had phobia, if you got phobias, you scared of stuff now. Chances are you were scared of that stuff in your past life. Seriously, and if you are a, a, a person that keeps getting involved with the same type of men and women, you are definitely missing fragments because there the fragments need to be filled filled out into the hollow hole. And until it is, you're going to keep going around in circles. And you're going to keep, you know, marrying the same kind of guys, same kind of girls. You know, you're going to keep dating them. Like if you go from job to job, you know, you get a job, you're always getting fired. Or you always got to quit. You know, that's soul fragment. Like me, you know, every time somebody would hurt me or I, I know they're about to hurt me, or the Lord showed it to me, I, I was cutting them off like, I don't know what. I I wasn't trying to hear Jack, right? And then God be like, you know that was an assignment that I gave you. And I'm like, how could you give me that assignment? And that person was going to do that. You wanted me to know. He said, I showed it to you so you could know what to do about it, not to run. <laughs> so I found out that I had a soul fragment because I was afraid of being hurt. I would hurt you and get away from you before you could do it to me. And that was because I had a fragment missing. I had a phobia from a past life where somebody was always hurting me. Ever since I was a little girl, I would be friends, you know, one day this person would be my best friend, next day this person would be my best friend. You know, I would sense, I had always had this the prophecy senses. I could sense when you was talking about me. I could sense when you was going behind my back. I could sense when you was trying to jump me, want to fight me. You know, <laughs> I could just sense it, and I would just run and cut people off. You know, I'd be, you know, teenage boyfriends. You know, they don't want to, you know, hang with me. They want to hang with their boys. You know, I cut them off. You know, I was always like that, and that's because I had a fragment missing in my soul. I feared getting hurt. 
but I don't fear getting hurt now because I know if that happens, you know, I may go through some pain, some uncomfortable stuff, but God is going to heal me and bring me back up and and, and and replace whatever it was that hurt me even better. You know, and now when he warns me of people, sometimes he'll tell me to get away from them, and sometimes he don't. And then I ask him, what should I do then? He tell me what to do, and it work out, you know. So that's what we all got to do instead of, you know, especially in the ministry. If you're in the ministry, you going to run into some doozies. I could definitely tell you that. You're going to be, like, thinking, you know, is this person human or what? You know, <laughs> what's wrong with them? You know, you're just going to be asking yourself. You're going to be scratching your head and butt with some of these people in the ministry. You'll be like, God, really? Really? Well, I just, I just got, I got in trouble two weeks ago. I can't even tell y'all. He gave me an assignment. Pat, no, she was cracking up. And I, I said, and, and, it, and it finished, you know, you know. But, I, but I got a little affliction behind trying to help this chick, you know. This spirit was coming for me because I was trying to help this girl. And I'm like, Daddy, what, you ain't tell me she was dealing with that kind of spirit. I, I ain't never dealt with that before. I said, Why well, always get in trouble? <laughs> he said. You're not in trouble. He said, sometimes you're the only one that can do it. You're the only one that I can use. He says, I have you in the palm of my hand. Do you think I would let something hurt you? I said, but you let that thing get real close to me. You let that spirit get too close to me. I said, ain't no spirit get that close to me. He said, you had to learn. I was like, I don't like that. I, I told him, I said, I don't like to learn that way, Daddy. I don't like it. I told him that. I really did. I said, I don't like that. I don't like that. I said, Daddy, don't you ever let that happen to me again. Uh-uh. <laughs> I was like, that's a strong spirit. I was like, I ain't never encountered that before. Mm-mm. One day I'll do a testimony about it, but it's too recent, you know. So sometimes you're going to have to go through see some of these things in the ministry and you're going to want to flee. I mean, really flee. But you, sometimes you're not going to you're not gonna be able to because you might be the only person that God uses to, to fix that soul. The, you, you heard the, the, the text where people say, broken soul. Then you hear, you hear the saying, oh, that person ain't got no soul. Or that person got black holes in their soul. They tell the truth. Now, when a soul experiences extreme fear, Pain, abuse, and stress, or a series of small events that escalate, the reaction is instinctual. Soul splitters flee the body and return to the shelter of the spirit room. These little pieces known as soul fragments need and must be returned in order for the individual to feel fully integrated and healthy in their mind, body, and spirit and soul. Now, Retrieving soul fragments produces a sense of healing and wholeness. Returning the body to a mended state, which can be experienced as physical and emotional or spiritual healing, the most compelling portion of soul healing is the correlation to current life, which is revealed in the healing process. There are always correlations because those missing pieces continue to require attention. Reincarnation after reincarnation until they are fully rebalanced, okay? So a person is never going to make it to the bosom of God if the soul is not whole. We as the living creatures he created, it is up to us to get our soul fragments back from any past lives and current lives. This is why God says don't fornicate. Don't have sex. Because you could be a man and you could men get around more than girls, you know. And if you're a prostitute, man, only God knows how many men you slept with. And you carry around all their fragments and they got yours. 
You a man. You a slept with 50 to 100 women. You got 100 pieces of fragments in your soul, and they got you. And this is why some men can never settle down, never get married, because they got too many other women's fragments in them. This is why some women get so hurt and distorted from relationships, they can't function in a relationship. You have some women, they beautiful women. Smart women, good jobs, you know, whatever, whatever. And, and, you know, and they always attract dudes, you know, and the guys come to them, but she jacks it up every time because she thinks he's cheap. Or she got a phobia about something, you know, or she's insecure, or she's emotionally broken, you know, and, and she keeps chasing away every good suitor that she gets because she's missing fragments that she done gave away to these other men who done jacked her up mentally. And, 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 and in her heart, and maybe physically, you know, it's, it's ridiculous, you know, so she's carrying around all this stuff, and she's never going to be able to get married until she gets all those fragments of those men out and get her own fragment back, then she can be whole. She'll just keep going around in circles over and over and over, and that Don Juan that just slept with 100 women, he will die that way. He will die that way. You got men, got five or ten babies everywhere, dropping their seed everywhere, and they picking up everybody's fragments. This is why some men can impregnate a woman. He only intends to sleep with her. He ain't want nothing else with her, but he impregnates her, and he can't get it again, abortion, so he run. Why? His fragment is missing. Because a real man, even if you just wanted to sleep with a woman and you messed around and got her pregnant, a real man will own up to that pregnancy and be there for that baby. He would not run and disown that child, act like that child don't um, live. Then you got some men, they have five babies with one chick, go get another chick, have babies with her, plus she got babies. He taking care of her babies and their babies, and they even taking care of his real babies. Fragments. Whether he's bewitched or not, because if he's bewitched, he has his fragments. So either way, he's lost fragments. You got women, have children. They abandon them. They want to kill them. On Facebook, lady buried the baby, and she took the cops where the baby was buried, and the baby was alive. God was like, you ain't getting this one. She's fragmented. What mother in her right mind can carry a baby for nine months to give birth to it and then bury it under the ground and try to kill it? Fragment. When a woman gets pregnant... And she wants to have an abortion because the man don't want the baby or she don't want the baby. She's been fragmented because she shouldn't have never slept with the person in the first place. Especially unprotected. She's fragmented. In her mind, she's like, oh, if, if, if he don't want to use protection, you know, and if, and, and if I demand him use protection, I'll lose him. So I'll risk getting pregnant. Fragmented. Because any woman in her right mind would not lay up there and have sex with a man. We've all been there. We all we all are to blame, although God has healed us. But any woman in her right mind would not lay there and have sex with a man. And any man in his right mind would not lay there and have sex with a woman. And they're not married and don't use protection. And risk having a baby. You ain't in your right mind. You're fragmented. You're fragmented. God stay with you for 10 years, give you all these babies and don't want to marry you. He's fragmented. Now, then in current life, that same sort of experience is similar um, domination from another person still feels a lack of freedom. Perhaps the controller is a mother or father who is overly criticized, an adult child or an employer who is emotionally abusive, and employee. Your, your employers can fragment your soul. You got a boss that's a humdinger? Oh, thank it. 
they can fragment. You got people who don't like you, they putting witchcraft on you at your job, they can fragment your soul. They can hold you back from promotions because they done fragmented you. They can make you go home with all of this stress, and then, and then, and then you bringing it back to your family. They done fragmented your soul. Now, the past life scenario is still playing out and causing discord. When soul trauma healing is performed, the soul in the current body is made strong enough to cut the ties that bind it to domination. So people get, especially men, get caught out with witchcraft, right? And they leave their wives and their women and kids for this witch, right? And then all of a sudden they come to the stupor. Why? Because the wife is, if the wife is a praying woman and she's a woman of God, She's going to be praying for that man to come back. What's going to happen? God going to go in there and fill up those soul holes that's been fragmented by that witch and deliver him and remove the demon, and he's going to come back to his senses and go back to his wife or her back to her husband. And only God can do it. And the only reason why he can do it is because when a man is married to a woman, they are one. And God said it is well when a woman prays for her husband and when a husband gets a wife, it is favor with the Lord. So when your man is jacked up by a spell and you are praying for him, God can go in and do what he got to do to bring him out, pull him out, and bring him back to your bosom where he belongs. And he will take care of that witch. And remove her fragments from him or her. Because she fra- he or she witch fragments their soul with the fragment. The person that they just fragmented, they fragment their souls with them to make them as one and imprison it. This is why it's so hard for some men to lead women. Some men cannot lead women. It's not witchcraft all the time. But some men can, and some women cannot leave that a man, and, and and some men can't leave a woman. You know, especially a woman, she being beat up, cut up, all kinds of stuff with this dude. She can't leave him. She keep coming back. Why? He's got her soul in bondage. He's got her fragment. He is the controller, and he don't even know it. A man, he just can't leave a woman because can't nobody rock his world but her. She has fragmented him in his sexual doors, in his soul. She's got a hold of his sexual doors. That's why he can't leave her. Now, the soul common reaction is traumatic. Events has created this association of separation from the experience which results in giving up pieces of light, joy, power, consciousness, love, satisfaction, and clarity, and other positive feelings associated with the encounter. A person gradually develops, creating greater separation of the soul, a divide that continues into the present and permeates into future lives. These soul parts that left, that, that left don't come back by themselves. However, it is the work of God and you to return these missing pieces to your body or to the other person's body that you have, restoring your equilibrium. During soul retrieval, the the Lord receives, um, like the Lord was, like 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 me, he gave me a vision about my ex, and he took me way back and showed me a part of that relationship that hurt me to the core. And that was still in me, and I didn't know it. So daddy will give you a vision. Or let's say you standing before me, or we on the telephone, right? And we going through, you know, the healings and stuff. 
He may tell me or show me. He does that a lot. I be on the phone with people, you know. I be on the Periscope, YouTube, whatever, and he tells me stuff about people, and it it it, it heals them. They it, they get delivered. They get delivered. Like one lady, she was on YouTube this past weekend, and she was fighting and fighting and fighting for her disability. Couldn't get it. I prayed for her. She sent me a Facebook. Told me she just got out of court today and won her disability. Why did that happen? God sent the prophet. A prophet who can reach heaven and call down heaven and shift and change the situation. Now, if she had not asked me for prayer, I'm not saying God wouldn't have still did it, but I know he did it because he sent a prophet. Sometimes, even me, sometimes I may need a prophet's help, and I'm a prophet myself. So sometimes we sometimes we need a prophet. Sometimes nothing can come through. Sometimes nothing can break through unless we have a prophet of the Most High. And if that prophet didn't come and do what they did for God, you might not have got no breakthrough. So now, um, so then God, you know, will give you a vision of something in your past life or something in this life during which these fragments are left and details of the events surrounding the trauma. And I'm a living witness to that. He has done that to me. Now, through the guidance of the Lord, you know, the information is given to you and correlating to your current life, okay? This current energy is removed and returned to where it belongs for recycling. Then missing soul fragments are called back into your body. God washes them and cleans them with the blood. He regenerates them and brings them to your current frequency. So now the results vary from person to person. Some say they feel a new sense of lightness. Like I said to y'all earlier, I felt so much better after I went through that, you know. They feel a sense of lightness lightness within their being. They feel better. They feel weight lifted off of them. Some of y'all listening to me right now have gotten deliverance just by listening to what I'm telling you. So some feel acute mentally. Some have clarity. Uh, many people, God used me to pray for them, go into their past and find things, and, and they have visions. I write books, they buy the books, I give them books, they start dreaming. That's cleaning your soul, y'all. That's giving your fragments back. People who can't dream are missing fragments. They're missing fragments. So when you get deliverance through prophet, leader, whatever, you read a book that's anointed by God, you get your fragments back. Many of y'all, I mean thousands of people, I, I can literally say that, say that now. Thousands of people are dreaming now that have come to my ministry that had never dreamed or had stopped dreaming. I, I've dealt with prophets who come to me and say, Apostle, I, 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 I'm a prophet, but I can't see no more. And I go in the room and, and talk to Daddy and find out why. He tell me what to do, and then he tell me what to tell them what to do and pray for them or whatever. He'll say, give them a book or tell them to buy the book. What is it? And they do it, and they start dreaming again. Y'all seen the testimonies. This is part of repairing your soul. Now, the marvels of soul healing is that it continues long after the procedure is completed by God. Weeks, even months later, individuals feel the remarkable effects of returned soul energy. If you are experiencing recurring unresolved issues, whether emotional, physical, or spiritual, consider, you know, that you, you, you need soul trauma healing from God. It's never too late to become the individual you were meant to be in Yeshua's name. So that was part one. All right, so... um. I see some people on the line. I don't know if I'm going to get to everybody, but um, see if anybody have any questions. I'm just, um, just, asking, just asking if anybody have questions. That's it. Um, 
area code 312-843. If you don't have questions, just say no, if you hear me. 312-843. Hello? Hello? Do you have a question? Me? Yes. Oh, yes, 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 I do. Thank you. Okay, uh, but Pastor. I can't hear you. You got to come closer to the phone. Thank you, Pastor. I do have a question. Uh, okay, I'd like to know, I'd like to know, if a person died, my wife died, do she still have my fragment or do I still have hers? You, you still have you still have hers, and and she could possibly still have yours. So you just do that prayer that I did earlier. Um, you can listen to this in the archives. You just do that same prayer, asking God to retrieve all your fragments back, because she could carry those fragments of you into her past life, and she don't even know why she could be acting a certain way or whatever the case may be. You know, so you just come back and listen to the archives and say that prayer. Okay, what number do I do the archives on? Oh, you got to do it on the computer. You just come back like maybe in 30 minutes after the show finished, and you come back to www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Rodetic uh, Mantle Radio Show. Are you on my Facebook or on my blog or Patreon? Because the link is on my blog at www.get-2-7.com. The link's right there. You click on it, it'll take you right to um, my page, and you can listen to it in the archives. Okay, okay. Thank you very much. God bless you, Apostle. I appreciate everything. God bless you, too. Okay. All right. Three three seven three seven seven. Three three seven. No. Hey sis, I, I don't have a question. It's just Karen. Oh, it's Karen. How you doing? Yes, ma'am. Good. How are you? You've been on my mind. I've been meaning to call you, but I've been busy, so I'm gonna try and reach out to you tomorrow or uh, uh, Thursday, because it whenever God puts you on my mind, it's always for a reason. So it'll be there tomorrow, or Thursday. Okay. Okay, all right, sis. Love okay. you. Love you, too. <laughs> uh, area code 404-620? Yes, hi, this is Nicole. Hi, Apostle. How you doing? Hi, <laughs> right, yes, I have a question. Um, You said that if you don't dream um, that you might have fragments, but I dream all the time, so does that mm-hmm. make a difference? Well, if you dream all the time, then then that means you're not fragmented as far as your dream life, but you could be fragmented in other places. You won't know until you pray that prayer I said earlier uh, to the Lord, and he'll let you know. Like, I didn't know I still had a fragment of an ex from 15 years ago and had um, bitterness and unforgiveness in me still about uh, part of our relationship. So you won't know these things until you go to God because only God can see in the depths of our heart and soul. We can't. Okay, then. All right, thank you. You're welcome. Okay. Uh, 850-477? 850-477? Okay. 
Three zero nine seven two one. That's part of mine, yes. <laughs> okay, you have a question? Well, I didn't really have a question. I was just really interested to listen to you tonight. Oh, okay. Well, God bless you. I hope you learned a lot. <laughs> God bless, Rodney. Nine one four. Hello. Um, yes. Hi. Uh, yes. God bless you. Thank you for taking my call. I was just listening um, to your show. Um, so you say uh, do the prayer. I just came in, um, but you have oh, a yeah, prayer. Oh yeah, I said a prayer. Doing the teaching, so you have to look at, listen to the archive, and and, and hear the prayer. <laughs> okay. And um, do you do work-related questions as well? What do you mean, work-related questions? Like if somebody will work with me? Huh? If somebody will work with me? Wait a minute. If, if somebody... I don't understand what you're saying. Can you explain it better? If, if somebody... If if somebody I want to work with, if they'll work with oh, me. Oh, you mean work with on a job? Yes, yes. Oh, you want you want me to ask? Okay, I I confused. You want me to um, pray about somebody you're talking about? Yes, that would be lovely. Yes, if if. Well, I wasn't planning on doing mean, that, but okay. So, what is it you want to know? There's this gentleman, uh, Kyle. I would like to work with a lot. Um, seems that you know he could help my career. Um, what kind of career and I do you have? You know, I do arts. I do uh, like artistic projects. Okay, so you want to, to ask the Lord if you should work with this man? Yeah, or if you, um, yes, if I should work with him, if he'll work with me, you know, to like make a union for us to work together. You okay, know, good Father, environment. Your servant would like to know this person who she's considering working with in the artistry. Is this somebody that she should work with? Well, I'm hearing him say yes, but be watchful. Yes, but be watchful. Okay. Okay. Little warning. Yes, and yes, but be watchful. Thank you. And I should You're wait um, for him to call me, or I should call him again. You think? Well, if he really, if he, I mean, if he really wants to work with you, he'll call you. You know, you don't want to seem okay. desperate because <laughs> when you, yeah, when yeah, you seem desperate, it's like giving the person the upper hand, and you know, they're like, okay, she's desperate, I got her. You know, <laughs> so yeah, let yeah. him call, let him call you, and then just pray, just be like, God, um, if it, if this is the door that you want me to go through then touch his heart and have him call me. If it's a door that you don't want me to go through, then let it be your will what happens in Yeshua's name. Because he said, yes, but be watchful. Yes, amen. Thank you. Thank you. God bless you so much. And I'll go back to listen to the prayer, too. Thank you. God God bless bless you. you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Okay. um, Area code 312 312-843? Yes, I think I talked to you already. Oh, you did? Okay. <laughs> All yeah, right. I want to ask, ask you uh, another a question. Okay. Uh, 
am I a, a child of God? Could you, you ask want, You want me to ask God if you're a child of God? Yep. Well, you should know if you're a child of God or not. You I'm should know sure. that. I shouldn't have to pray and ask God if you're a child of God. You should know if you're a child of God. Only you know how you live in your life. Only you know how you are with God. I, a prophet shouldn't have to ask God if you are a child of God. You should know that yourself. What you should ask God to show you where you are weak in your walk with him and where you need to be stronger at in your walk. And if there's anything in you or in your characteristics that he doesn't like to to let you know and to remove it. And then you should ask God to help you walk righteously with him to finish the race to the best of your ability. That's what you should be asking God. See, you should go to God and ask God how he sees you. Though some things a prophet need not do. Some people, you know, depend on prophets too much. If I want to know how God sees me, I'm going to ask God myself. Now, if he sends somebody to tell me, that's a different story. But I'm going to ask God myself. So you you ask God these things yourself, and he'll answer you. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. You're welcome. God bless you. Appreciate you. Okay. Appreciate you. All right, this is the last one. Um, 917693. 917693. All right. Okay, this is the end of the show. So I will be back the second week of July. <laughs> so hope you uh, enjoyed the show. It'll be a part two to the show when I come back. Uh, and if you need to listen to the archives again to uh, say the prayer over again or learn it again. If, if you're married, I recommend you let your spouse listen to this too, you know, um, because that could also, if you have spouses that are not of the Lord, that could also be a reason why too because the soul is fragment. If you have children that like, you know, like are 10 and, uh, 10 and over who can understand you can let them listen to it, too, because, you know, they could be having problems in school. They could be rebellious, having lesson problems because of fragmented souls as well. Because if you were fragmented when you had them, most likely they were born fragmented, too. So this is something that the whole family could listen to. I mean, you could pray to God to prepare their hearts to hear it, you know, because it is something that people are not used to hearing in the church, you know. Um, and, 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 and this type of teaching will heal a family. It, seriously, it will heal a family. You know, because I'm, I'm going to start talking to my kids about it. I think I'm going to be like, Mom, what are you saying? You know, but I'm, I'm going to start doing it. But I do that baby steps, you know, because some people you just can't give them the whole book. You know, you got to let them read a couple of pieces, you know, a couple of pages themselves, maybe one page at a time, you know. So pray first before you take this to your spouse and family and send the Ruach to touch the soul and remove any um, demons that's on their heart with the coats of fire that would prevent them from receiving it. And, and that's the Ruach to go in their conscious, subconscious, and unconscious mind and clear it, clear it out so that they can receive it and that the demons won't block it and bind the demons up, bind the atmosphere up. That's not a God that could prevent them from not receiving it in Yeshua's name. All right, so everybody... Have a blessed week. I'll probably be on uh, Periscope or YouTube before the week is out. And uh, y'all be blessed. I'll be back the second week of July. Got some things that I do for the Lord. And I 
appreciate you all and love you and shalom. Welcome to the Prophetic Mantle Radio Show with your host, Apostle Rosalind Solomon. Every Tuesday, 7.30 to 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, come learn the mystery of God and be blessed in Jesus' name.